Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 96. That's Andre. That's Anna. Episode starts right now. So for those of you guys listening to the audio and not the video, these two are on their way to Wapaka. They are taking their show on the road. A whole head steam of momentum. Pottstown, Rumble, Rumble, Andre Beloff. So um, you, and Andre, you and Eric Lucas won, huh? Yeah, man. Well, well of course, behind Coach of the Year. <laughs> we got, you know, Anna. So, it was a big contribution from Anna, definitely. Right. So when you, I have a question from one of, one of my friends who, because they don't play a lot of grass uh, quarter out here, and they t- they asked me what's like the most important thing when you play a grass tournament. Like it's you know at Pottstown Rumble, it's a big court. You know what I'm saying? It's um side out, and I told them. Um, the serve is the most important thing because uh, I think it's like at that at, at a certain level it's so easy to side out, you know, and particularly when you're in system, that getting teams out of system is when you when you want to um <laughs> that's when you want to put a hundred percent effort in. I want your thoughts on that. Well, I would I would actually prioritize uh, a little differently. I, I think the mental strength. And competitiveness is probably should be number one with such tournament as Pottstown. Uh, number two, I guess, would be a serve, and number three, pass. Pass is uh, just as important as serve. Uh, if you're playing against somebody who gets served, you got pass. Yeah, and uh, and the same thing. What's what's your order? What's your natural order of things? You want to be really mentally strong other players for many points in a row against you and if they do you have to side out and score as many points also against them so some games i mean scoring was until 15 one game but some games were like two hours yeah strong enough you just break down at some point i agree yeah it's it's um yeah, man, it's it's tough. It's a ment- it, it is a mental game because it is side out, right? And some games, like you said, could last, um, what, fifteen minutes, and some games can last an hour and fifteen minutes <laughs> because it's side out. And that is, I think, honestly, I think that's probably why, like a lot of the players in their thirties, a lot of the older players who played before it became rally do so well in the Pottstown Rumble, you know? So, um, yeah, so how was how fun was it playing with Eric Lucas? The dude's like a machine, right? Well, I mean, we, we are a, a machine, a well-oiled machine, you know? Uh, we, we play great together. It's, it's insane. Yeah. The, the chemistry really works somehow, you know? It's like, I, I don't really fully understand that, but we pumped it up like crazy, you know? I, I actually, I mean, I, I noticed, I told Adam, I mean, we were, we were practicing, and it's like sometimes he says something to me, and when I hear that, it's particularly uh, anything about my serve, 
I'm very sensitive. Don't, don't tell me anything about my serve. <laughs> let, let, me, let me do my serve on my own. And if somebody tells me something about my serve, in 99% cases, it'll piss me off, and I would just tell them, okay, just let me let me do my thing. You focus on your own thing. So, but then, I was like, looking, I was like, I'm actually not pissed. I don't know why. It's like, <laughs> it just I, looked I that way? That, like, seriously? Like, you just looked that way, right? <laughs> yeah, so oh we my definitely God. Uh, pump each other up in a good way, always. I don't know. We play great together. No, nah, no doubt. Well, for me, I agree with you because I think good, good chemistry, um, good teams will always beat um, good players. You know, like there are. You've been in the Pottstown Rumble where, you know, Baranek is there, Kalinsky's there, talented players, but the better team won, right? I, I remember, I think two years ago, right? Baranek and Bill uh, finished second, and they, they, I think they, they, you know, they get to the finals on talent alone, but I think to win. You, like just under, knowing your partner um, and for me not having to deal with your partner is always a big deal sometimes you, you, I mean your partner can take a lot of energy from you <laughs> you know look we, we look we played enough games in Central Park sometimes you feel like you're playing three against one <laughs> you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah mm. absolutely yeah so two day tournament Games of 15, who was your biggest challenge um, or your most difficult challenge in, in, at the Pottstown Rumble? Uh, well, I guess the pressure of uh, how many teams are actually there, you know, and when you, when you show up at the tournament and, and it, you know, we have this, like, uh, pre, pre-opening tournament, tournament uh, meeting where everybody kind of gets, you know, so when you look at everybody and they all look fit, and you know, you know, you have like 140 people, 140 teams, mm-hmm. and you look at all the gosh, you gotta beat them all, and it's, it's like it's pressuring, you know, that feeling, you know, it's like two days of really hard work coming up, and you see all these fit people, you know, so that's I guess the most challenging, you know, and, and, and continue to having that thought during the tournament and not let you down. Just uh, by putting that, that pressure mental on you, that's, I guess, the, the main challenge going through the tournament like that. Right. So really it's more about just playing one game at a time and, and taking, care of your exactly. side of, and taking care of your side of the net. You know, um, yeah, like, that's, yeah. You know, that's where Anna, Anna helped us a lot with her, you know, experience competing on this, uh, you know, on the highest level. <laughs> Uh, with the tournaments with a lot of teams, a lot of high-level players, you know, she was just mentoring us. And uh, I just tried to help them because they were checking the bracket, checking who's playing who, you know, who, who they gonna face in what time of the tournament. And I just told them, guys, don't worry how many teams are going to, and don't worry who you're playing. So today you have six games fifteen. Yeah. And that's how you should think, you know. Yeah. And then Eric and Andre told me after first game, Oh my gosh, it helped us a lot. Now we know we have five more. Five more to fifteen. And then after the other one they said, Okay, four more. So they start actually no 
worried about who they're going to play. Just focus on their game. Because so many teams, and you have to beat them all like 100%. Yeah, I, yeah, that's so, Anna, that's so important. And, and, and I think you as an indoor coach too, I mean, we, we take that and you, you multiply that by 12 or whatever, whatever, however people are, many people are on that roster, right? I mean, at least with, at least with Andre, it's only two people you got to worry about. And it's like trying to manage all of those players, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I agree with you because look, you guys know Eugene, right? Um, From the park, Eugene. Eugene and I for like, yeah. Eugene and I for like, five summers would just play grass every week and win every week and for me the most nerve-wracking match was the first one like we come in the we come into the tournament as a one seed right and we're playing a seed that nobody saw before like some guys from oklahoma whatever this and that Andre, I am scared to death. <laughs> We're the top seed. That's a, that that the team in our pool is the last seed, and and I'm like, I'm not even worried about the team that's the second seed who I've already seen play, and you know, and and and, and I live in a video room. As far as watching video, I live in a video room like a hermit. So like teams I've already played, I was never scared of. But but you're right. You watch these two guys. They got muscles in places. They don't have that. That they don't have. That I don't have places. I don't have a place for that muscle. <laughs> you know, so, so, um, well, Jason, well, actually, I mean, it kind of became the same way to me, but it's always been a complete opposite way to me. And I, I'll explain. So it used to be when I, when I, so I, I haven't been competing pro for, for quite some time already. Like mm-hmm. 2000, yeah, 2014 was my last professional uh, career, let's say, travel year. Right. And, Back then, it was completely opposite to what you're saying. If I see somebody I've never seen the face before, I would think, okay, that's going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone, but, it's like bait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, since I'm built, I've been off, you know, for so many years and not really following what's going on, then I see somebody and I, and I don't really know. Is he, is he, now he's like, after, but when I've, I've been, you know, off, maybe he's already not a top player, so it's like, now it's like changed for me it's like it's really weird yeah yeah i I don't even know why it's the op well to me i think it's the opposite for me because the reason why i've had success and this is going to sound stupid and self-serving i'm usually smarter than almost everybody i go against i'm not like you'll see you'll see two teams play each other and they the two teams play each other like 10 times and they let they let their opponents do the exact same thing. <laughs> they did the match before that and the match before that and the match before that. I'm like, if you know he likes to wrist away online, wouldn't it be nice if you like showed him showed him that and then crash it and then change up? It's it's crazy. Uh, so for me, I was I was more comfortable playing people I knew because I knew that they weren't going to see the same Jason. Uh, unless I was just a better player. If I was just a better player, it's like you and Anna said, just take care of your side of the net, you know, because taking care of your side of the net is definitely going to beat the help you beat the teams you're better than, you know, but as far as like trying to find ways to beat teams that are better than you, oh man, so let's, let's have a little fun. Anna, let's start with yeah. you. What got you in the volleyball? Yeah, so my dad used to play volleyball and when I was very young, he used to take me to some courts where he used to play and there was like a concrete court in Belgrade, in Serbia, and there was like a grass court, beach court, wherever we would go. 
vacation, bring the ball, pepper with me. So uh, his friend was a coach in a club. And uh, when I was nine years old, he asked a friend if I could join because all the girls were a little bit older than me. And yeah, and then I joined the club and <laughs> started playing. That's, and that's how you got started? <laughs> what position did you play? Yeah, so uh, I was outside hitter both of my career, and then by the end of my career, maybe last five, six years, I switched to opposite. Um, just because, I don't know, like in Europe, we play different than in U.S., than in college, so opposite is usually somebody who who hits from each position, all-around player, yeah. like, yeah, position one, six, or two, like, everywhere, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well... And in American volleyball, the higher the level you play, the more um, it's very much like Europe. Europe. Um, opposite is opposite is usually the best offensive player. Um, yeah. Yeah. I played in Darmstadt, Germany. Um, I wanted to play opposite so badly, but uh, um, they they gave it to someone else who jumps a little higher and hits a little harder. You know, I'm also left-handed too. I just thought it'd be it'd be it just feel more natural. But I, I I played outside hitter instead. So, but you but Anne, it's you you're, you're right. It is. It usually goes to the best offensive player. Um, yeah. So Anna, let's let's since I got you and I got I'm lucky enough to have both of you guys on the same episode. Let's talk about some of the work. Are you still at City College? Yes, I am. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the um, the work that you've been doing there. For everybody listening on the podcast, and as the head coach of the women's and men's team at City College New York, um, um, at least one coach in a year, at least once. I, I don't know if you won twice. Um, <laughs> so, so jealous, so jealous. I, I was second. I was one vote away from winning one, but I knew, I knew Justin and Ray, I knew Justin and Ray weren't going to give it to me. They voted for each other and, and Ray, and Ray, and Ray Bello won because, because that's how they roll. Um, so what's one, what's some of the, the, one of the more important things you're doing at City College, um, before the season starts? Uh, if I don't manage to bring the players that I want, um, I'm trying to teach, you know, I, I teach them, you know, and uh, mm. it's a lot of work. It is so, a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in, in, in six years, we were, uh, when I started, we were at the bottom, and now we were, like, last uh, one, two years, we were uh, at the top of the conference, and I'm, I'm very happy where the program is going. Yeah, uh, it's been rough, but yeah, um, it pays off my, my hard work. I would say like that. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy because when you're in the middle of it, and when you're trying to rebuild this program, you say you say to yourself, "Man, I hope this works out in the end." <laughs> you know, yes. it's yes. And yes. it's supposed to, right? You know, I'm I'm putting yes. this in or whatever and this and that. So, so Anna, for me. Um, when someone asked me about East Coast Indoor and West Coast Indoor, when I told them when I see a good West Coast team, um, it's talented players. When I see a talent, when I see a good East Coast team, it's the coach. <laughs> so, so, mid, so Midwest and East Coast are, are, are really coach driven, and um, like the West Coast teams are usually star driven. 
and like some some really good coaches putting in some really good work out there I, uh charlie sullivan right springfield university yeah. um I, yeah. I got you and kevin edwards um you know in, in the new york in new york city system in the cuny system you guys are you know no disrespect to anybody else, but you guys are the only two I can actually tolerate and like, like actually have a conversation with. You know, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, I think I've become more impatient in my old age, and I just don't. You know, I just want to have, I just want to have a bright conversation with like real coaches. So, you know, and yeah, and on the West Coast, there's this balance of good coaches versus uh, glorified babysitters. You know, so yeah. and. and and the club system, some people recruit the best players, and really uh, a lot of those, uh, and then they hire player coaches, coaches who are active players to coach them. And really their job is just to make sure the kids don't beat themselves, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Andre, yeah. I passed the baton to you. What, how'd you start in volleyball? What got you into volleyball? Uh, well, my, my, dad, uh, my dad played a little bit of volleyball. Uh, he was actually trying to uh, make me play when I was, when I was pretty young, uh, when I was like in elementary school, and I didn't really like it. I remember he, he was taking me uh, in a lot of different uh, uh, volleyball courts, different gyms, played six, played four on four, or tried. And when I was when I was a kid, I didn't really enjoy it. I don't know. I didn't really like it. Right. Uh, and I felt like I felt like I was a little bit pressured to do that. So. So I, I actually didn't start playing until I uh, grabbed the ball myself and and did something with it. And I was, uh, I was I was around 15, 16 years old. Okay. Uh, and that, that's when I really like very fast fell in love with, with volleyball, and I I just couldn't stop. I, I all I wanted to do was just play. Oh, um, you you got infected. You you got you got infected with the virus. The volley we call yeah. it we call it the volley virus. There's no there's no vaccine. There's um there's no known cure. There's no cure for it. So I totally get that. Um, Anna, um, I ask uh, almost all of my guests, my volleyball guests, this question. So I guess I'm going to ask you the same thing. Um, was there a particular tournament or a particular age in your volleyball life where you told yourself? I think I could be really, really good at this. I think I can do this um, on a reel. I think I could do this full time. The, the floor is yours. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, uh, when I was really young, I was really bad. <laughs> um, so I, I think the girls were usually uh, better, uh, bigger, and stronger than me. And then in one year, when I was like 13, 14 years old, I actually uh, went with my uh, uh, team on a Serbian, it was still Yugoslavia back then, like Yugoslavia National Championship, and, and we won uh, nationals, and then uh, I was pronounced the best doctor at that age, you know, and and then I was, I, I was, I, I didn't even expect I'm going to be the best attacker, but I got the award and then I started thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing, you know, the winning, everything. And then I started watching the game um, through the satellites, like uh, Italian league, Spanish league, I don't know, like all the best players. And it was my dream to become pro, you know. Um, and then... 
yeah, I, I was working really hard. Um, I signed my first contract when I was 16. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I played for the uh, national team of Serbia for five years. Uh, when I was 21, that was my first uh, year that I went to Italy. And since then, I, I played in 10 different countries and, and signing different contracts. And whoever offers me more, I would just go there and play. Yeah. Wow. Um, Andre, same question. Yeah. Was there a particular age or was there a match or a tournament when you were coming up to play this game where you're like, wait, I could be really, really good at this? Uh, well, it, for me, it's kind of uh, happened slow, slower, I guess. Uh, I started playing for fun a lot everywhere. Uh, and I played maybe for a couple of years uh, just for fun going to different places. Uh, I played a lot of fours, four on four. Uh, I grew up in uh, St. Petersburg. There was a park, it's called Sosnovka, and they had a, a, a couple courts where they played four on four. And if if you're talking about trash talking in Central Park, Central Park, it was uh, like a kid's trash talking compared to that place. Yeah, it's a day in the yeah. park. That, that place, they will make you cry. They'll Uh, 
more touches <laughs> yeah. and as as a juniors oh, wow. as a juniors coach i always tell my kids there's no bench on the beach you know <laughs> you know for some of the for, for some of the girls who want to play more i mean of course you guys are starters and you guys are rock stars so not, you guys aren't getting benched or anything but like i always use as as an attraction you know for for the parents you know, so but uh, Andre, I think it's amazing that like you guys have this coming to Jesus moment about how good you can be, um, because it was all about the mental thing. Andre, you you have a high, a really high emphasis on um, exercising the muscles between your ears, and and it really, really, it really shows in your game. Uh, I've I've like I watched, I didn't watch the entire tournament, but I watched two. Two and a half matches. I watched you play the Bombgrins, and then I watched the entire finals. And the the all of those games were about moods, about momentum, about when to slow down the slow down the game, when to get the when to get the serve right the away. The velocity, the power. Um, that is. And I Andre think. The- sorry, I'm actually going to show the last point um, on my highlight. So bear with me on this one. Um, you guys have the audio, so you won't be able to see this. But who gets the kill? So Side out. I'm actually going and to the show with this the at the same time for an arm but you you Bellow, do a really really Andre good job Bellow, and the there's only a handful of players i can say this about Back to serve. Um, and I'm, I'm putting up your um serve on match point you, you're, you're serving um jump serving position well, one sorry you guys can't the see velocity, it but stay with me the power that uh, Andre Andre Bellow. so yeah you took, oh my lanta a serve awesome. you took took a little something off, off of for it mother russia you know before the last serve well actually before the last side out i told i told eric okay just uh, let's do one one side out and i promise i got one ace in me one more ace in me nice and it was, uh, we, we had 14 i think 13 yep or i think we're right yeah, yeah. it's 14 13 yeah, and then I'm and then I'm going to serve, and Eric's telling me like, can you can you just chop him chop him to the angle, to, uh, to the line, mm-hmm. uh, chop Mark to the line. I was like, sure, and I chop him to the line. <laughs> yeah, position one. <laughs> hey, you know, big up to Fornikari too, man. I gotta um, look. I always knew he was a good player, but I have a new respect for him, like making it to the finals. Um, he played with Albrecht, right? Um, and yeah. yeah oh he gave us a lot of headaches yeah yeah i actually had to apologize to him like a month ago he was at a tour i was watching a tournament and he really had a problem with like the refereeing and he was so angry like his speech was a little slurred so when i was watching the video i said man that guy's drunk that guy's drinking <laughs> he he had drinks before the game and he he like sent me a message and said you know oh man you know that wasn't you know that like he says attack me about volleyball that's okay but it's you know that's not right i thought you know calling me drunk and all that stuff and i was like uh, okay he's right <laughs> he's right maybe maybe i shouldn't you know but um 
Anna, what's... I guess I'm going to... This is a question for both of you. And, and it's, again, I'm going back to the Pottstown Rumble as an example. Andre, you have a, a way of dictating how fast or slow you want the pace of the game to go. Is that something that you feel out organically as you go, or is that strategic um, uh, depending on who you go against? Uh, yeah, Jason, I would have to uh, frustrate you, uh, but a lot of things I do come uh, actually organically. Right. <laughs> and and it, it, even when it comes to, sometimes it comes to the serve, and when somebody asks me, like, oh, like, like, how do you, like, how do you serve there? How do you serve there? I was like, I don't know. It's like, it's, you know, it's like sometimes just my arm decides what, what it wants to do. Hey, <laughs> you know? It works. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I feel like that's some, maybe I just don't put a little, really a lot of, uh, like, analytical thought into uh, how it happens. Like, uh, but, but, yeah, I, I don't think I have, like, an analytical type answer for you, you know, how, how, that, how that happens, things like that. No, I was actually, I figured, well, I, I narrowed it down to two choices. My dichotomy was that it was, it was strategic or you just have a feel for it. Like, some, look, when you've been playing this game for a long time, like as long as you have, it seems like Anna's been playing out of the womb, right? Um, you, like, for me... If I have a good jump serve, there are some plays I don't care where it goes. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? You have a good finish, right? You have a nice little jump, you, you a nice follow through, you know, with your, your, your elbow back, elbow forward or whatever. And I'm like, they're like, wow, man, he saw the opening. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> sure, I did. <laughs> so... Uh, are, they, are they always say, uh, I have a bad habit to not serve the person? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, uh, yeah, it's a uh, uh, sarcastic, right, way to put it, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that's one of the most important things, right, to uh, serve away from the person, because it's kind of, uh, a, lot, a lot of servers, a lot of people who serve, I think they have that, uh, they don't think, they, they just, they just think there's two players there. I gotta serve one of them, right? right. No, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know? serve straight to them. See what happens, right? Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You could serve 80 miles an hour, but if you serve straight to someone and you serve to space, um, me and John Mayer use the term "serve to space." Um, if that's not there, and if you know, and timing-wise, then. You, you you just you're risking a whole bunch of errors on a serve that wasn't that effective to begin with. So, you um, hey, you got to get uh, look. Your serves the one thing I've been talking about the entire tournament. I know you led the AVP for one season in um, aces per set, so that's something that's always been there for you. Um, I when I played in Europe, I had a pretty good serve too. I played one one year and I played for a CUNY program. I played at Hunter College. I played at Hunter College for like one sem. I was there for one semester. I was at Hunter for like a cup of coffee, and um, I was like ninth in the country in aces per set. So and then back then they ranked Division one, two, and three. So I definitely know the importance of serve. So, um, so. You guys are headed to Apaka right now. This is this for everybody listening to the audio. This is why these guys sound like they're talking to me from Europe. Um, so you we said, actually, <laughs> go ahead. Play a tour, kind of. <laughs> Where? 
Wapaka. We uh, we tore in the the camper trailer. We're gonna stay in the camper. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. That's look. Pottstown Rumble, Wapaka, Motherload, like all of those tournaments. Having a camper is the best, like the best investment uh, um, you can have, man. You spend all that money for a hotel, you might as well just have the camper. Like, I'm, look, I'm going to Atlantic City, right? Um, in July, yeah. I'm going to stay at the Tropicana. It's gonna be expensive. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be there too. Yes. Cool. Who are you who are you playing with? Uh, with Eric. Oh, good. Yep. And are you going to play or are you going to uh, coach or are you going to, what are you doing? Are you going to be, be chilling? I'll be playing. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, I'll be coaching first. I have two juniors that uh, are under uh, 14 under. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they qualified twice. They got a bid. Okay. Uh, I was coaching them for only a year on a beach, two little girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be coaching them through their tournaments first, through the nationals. And then... Uh, I'll be playing too, even though I'm 43, but I'm just trying to get back in shape. Hey, listen, yeah. I, I always tell my friends I'm in sh- a round is a shape. I'm in shape. <laughs> People, I, I tell my friend, don't tell me I'm not in shape. I'm round. <laughs> don't you see? Don't you see I'm in shape? <laughs> so, so, Anna, when you're coaching 14s, what's – give me one – important thing that you before a tournament when you're preparing for a tournament what's the last thing that you would you would want to say to your 14s before they play oh <laughs> well you know they're kids and then sometimes they they just lose focus just because they're kids but they're they're trained mm-hmm. so i i just i just have to remember like remind them how big the tournament it is, and, and we, we, we have chance to compete in these big tournaments and, you know, just fight. They're trained, they're, they work a lot, we work like every week, two, three times a week, and uh, I know that many teams from California and Florida will be coming, and they spend all day at the beach every day. Uh, Girls here cannot do that, so we're trying as best as we can. So I think I'm just going to tell them to fight, and we don't have anything to lose. I like that. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I coached at Endless Summer for five years. It's a program here in Hermosa Beach. Um, I was with uh, Deron Forbes, who's who's she's the founder of Beach Volleyball National Events, but she's also the program director at Endless Summer. And the, one of the things I like to do is I just tell my kids, go go out there, be yourself, have a good time. You know, yeah. so this way, like some of the nervous energy, I, I, some, something else I tell my kids, if you have butterflies in your stomach, it only means you're ready. I, 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 it's something we as coaches have to tell our kids uh, what, you know, because a lot of kids, they have the, these feelings and these energies and their approach to the game where their their enthusiasm works against them so much that they think they think it's not normal. You know, they think that um, they're the only one feeling that. And for me, I think for us as coaches, we constantly remind, like, especially at that age group, um, the other team's feeling it too. That's one. And two, yeah. and two, it's natural. <laughs> natural it's normal and it's good 
Yes, that's good, man. I'd be worried. Look, I'd be worried about any of my players who weren't a little scared. Man. You know, yeah. geez. <laughs> if you're not nervous, then something is wrong or you don't care enough. <laughs> yeah. So you you working with um, Andre for the, for the last tournament, what was for the finals? Do you remember anything important that you told him before the match started? Oh, just the same thing. One game to 15. One game to 15, nothing else. Yeah. And, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, they didn't really show all the games uh, on YouTube. It was basically they showed their game, uh, second game of the playoff uh, mm-hmm. against Crackle and Martin, right? Yeah. And, but they didn't show, actually, the most drama game uh, was the quarterfinal game against Templer and Shane. Yeah. Oh, it's on uh, Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, it was 14-7 for Templer and Shane. Yep. Uh, they, were, they were down so much. And, um, yeah, it was like a nerve-wracking game. Jesus. Um, yeah. So, uh, people were watching on the side and I, I even hear like heard some comments like it's over or something like that, and I look at one girl and I said it's not over. No. You know, I was like I was I was very mad, and I said it's not over, and I was like yelling to them just push, you know. Uh, but Andre told me uh, after the game, he told Eric to stick with him for ten minutes and just side out, you know, every single time. I think they had like twenty match balls, right? Um, and and that's what they did. Well, I actually, yeah, I told I told Eric. Well, they were playing insane, insanely good. Uh, the first part of the game, uh, obviously, and when it became the score became like thirteen. I mean, there, there was one point. Uh, I'll tell you, Jason. It was, it was crazy. I don't know if you see, if you didn't see the match. I did. <laughs> did you see the point where? Uh, so I think Eric hits off the block, Dantler. And the ball like goes like sky off crazy to the like to the neighboring court. Yep, and, and he then, brings and it back. And Shane just ran run there like crazy, picks it up right next to him. Dempler is like following him. And then there's like during the play, Dempler himself, do, do you wanna hit it? And Shane like, Yes, I wanna hit it. So he sets him back, Shane runs back, and he pretty much hits back to us from the sideline of the neighboring court. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, never, then, and then they I, and then they win that point. It's like it, it was it was something insane that they were playing. It was so, and, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And then so at the end of the game, like when it's like no no not at the end like before before we started turning it around, uh, like it was like 13, 13 seven, 14 seven, and I'm just telling Eric, I, I don't know for some reason I feel this confidence like I don't like I I'm not done yet we're not done yet. And I'm, and I'm telling, telling Eric, just that, just stay with me, just side out a little longer, side out a few more times, and I promise they will calm down. That's what I told him. So, and, and we just kept on siding out, siding out, siding out, and then, and then there was one point, two point, and then it was like completely like I just, uh, like a bull got out of me like crazy, and I, I started acing, I started blocking everybody. It was like insane. Um, yeah, and and I, I just felt that. That moment, like when we were so down, I don't know. I, I told Eric after the, after the uh, bus down, I told him, I that's that's just because we're so strong together, you know. Like I didn't, like I would. There was not. I, I cannot imagine anybody. I would feel 
like I felt it was like we were fourteen seven down, and I'm like I noticed to myself like I don't hate myself, you know. I'm like I'm okay, you know. I'm standing here on the court, and I don't hate myself. I can I can continue setting out, you know. And I guess that was the the most important, you know, uh, the mental strength and you know the confidence, determination, and the yeah. chemistry between me and Eric that you know that, that we we were able why how we were able to pull it back, you know. No, that was, yeah, that was instrumental because I did watch that game without the because Facebook Live had a live stream going. Um, they had a two camera shot, and I think YouTube had like a one camera shot, like the side, like a side shot. Um, but Facebook had the the back shot and had and had like a Roman camera. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I thought Dave Shaw was magnificent. That's a whole nother story, and I know I'm all over the place with my commentary, but Dave Shaw is like one of the best MCs I've ever met in my yes. life. You know. <laughs> He, he yeah. you know, in New Orleans, he kept calling me Hater Jay. <laughs> he said, "Here comes Hater Jay wearing his Yankee hat." <laughs> so, um, I guess. Well, first of all, you, you mentioned Dentler Donahue. I saw Andrew Dentler play in New Orleans, right? And I've known Andrew Dentler for five years. Um, he was a, actually a coach at Endless Summer with me. Um, at that time, it was me, him, it was Miles Evans, and um, later um, Oz Borges, and later on, um, Jeff Samuels joined us, and Rob McLean. But Andrew, I've, this is the best version of himself right now. I've never, in the five years I've known him, I have not seen a better version of him than what I'm seeing right now. He played with John Ferrari in New Orleans, and I think he's playing with Ferrari right now as we speak in, um, at... at um, Sorry, in Wapaka and, and the, 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 excuse me, the beach tournament. So, yeah, so I, it wasn't a surprise to see Dentler play so well. I haven't seen Donahue play that much. So I guess, I guess he's, you know, but they're also, but we had a conversation about good chemistries. Andre, they're good chemistry. They're good chemistry, you know? So, um, Anna, question for you. You um, were trained under an old school virtue. Um, you very, very, um, or what I call old school. A lot of the Europe, because a lot of the European coaches and a lot of the players are coming up are very. It's not, it's not exactly a make nice way of coaching or learning the game, <laughs> right? So, yes, I agree. Um, and meet and look, this it's something a lot of people from this generation don't understand and don't comprehend. But some, but the generation before them and and me, I'm 50, so I go two generations. So I basically came up through volleyball that way. For your coaching style, how much did you feel like you had to change uh, at City College? And how much did you have to adjust for the players? It's so coaching style wise, I guess what I'm asking you, coaching style wise, did you have to, are there some things you had to tweak because of generational purposes or you, you had a certain way of coaching and these, and these kids had to get on board with it because that's what works. Yeah. Uh, I think I changed just a little bit. Okay. Uh, uh, my coaching style is the same. I just think, that I'm, that I'm more light as a person now. Like, I would be more tough. I'm still tough, uh, but uh, I, I definitely loosen up a little bit, like, personally, and especially in college, because I used to coach pro team before I came to U.S., women's pro team. Uh, 
then I realized actually how much work they have during the day, uh, like studying and uh, all other activities. And, you know, in New York, most of the players are working and studying and playing the sport. So uh, I actually learned how to give them a break, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I think, I think on that side I changed a little bit. But my coaching style is the same. I mean... It's very Eastern European. It's very um, lots of work, lots of ball control. Uh, I, I didn't change that. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah. I didn't change mine either. I was, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been a CUNY guy for almost a decade. You know, I was with Justin Stack, um, helping them build, re, uh, rebuild Baruch. Um, from like the seventh seed in the worst conference to like the final four. City College, I was actually there. Um, 10 years ago, I think I was the head coach there in 2008, 2007, 2008 for their men's team. And yeah. there were a lot, I had a lot of conversations and with the athletic director about, you know, like, if we just want to know what you're doing. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and I just basically, they, they had trust in me that um, I just told them, just like you told them, what I'm doing works and they have to trust me. They have, yeah. What I'm doing works, uh, and a lot of a lot of times the students won't see it. A lot of times your own boss won't see it, but yeah. um, but they gotta trust you. They gotta yeah. trust you. So and I and I I, I knew the, uh, that about you. I, I was like, wait a second. Her and Andre, they're yeah. you guys are from the same uh, the same cloth, <laughs> if yeah. you will, yeah. cut from the same yeah. cloth. So. Um, at so, the end of the day, I, I want them. I want them to feel like joy of winning, and you know, it's the best feeling ever. Uh, and I want them to graduate on time, and I want them to have a good life. And it's not only I'm teaching them volleyball; I, I'm teaching them life. I am teaching them what's gonna face them when they get the job. They're late to the practice, or they're gonna be late to their job. They they might get fired, you know. So it's like it's it's a, it's a the one big lesson for their lives after they graduate and stop playing volleyball. So, yeah. yeah, I also think you have to measure some of these kids as individuals like somewhere in the big recruiting is hard for Division Three because a lot of times these kids do have a lot of some of these kids are putting themselves through college in some respect right and they do have obligations where student becomes be, before the student athlete like you're not going to see a whole bunch of um contracts to play overseas like after they graduate you, you you're going to see a couple because as a good coach some kids are going to get better you know like daniel levant from baruch you know he ended up playing in finland um yeah and and yeah, they're they're going to be some players that that just want they 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 lock in better and they're just and talent comes into play of course, so yeah, um and but the one of the biggest emphasis is I've, I've had it especially at city college it was student before the student athlete the sophie davis school of medicine there pre-med is like top 15 in the country you, you know yeah. this is this is this is important so you know and and also not everybody thinks like us like a player has to ask himself, Andre and Anna, do I want this to be my 10-month out of my 12-month experience, <laughs> right? 
because it's it's yeah. not just it doesn't just end when the season ends and it doesn't just start when the preseason starts. It's all seasonal workouts, it's tournaments, there's non-traditional whatever. And for yeah. me, for me, the earlier the uh, that a student athlete knows that they don't want this to be their their collegiate experience, the more that you you as a coach and them as a player could be more candid with each other about that conversation. You know. Yeah. And it's crazy, right? We're in a podcast right now. We're not even talking about X's and O's, right? We're not even talking yeah. about like, you know, favorite style of offense or how to penetrate a good defense or, you know, or dealing with setters that dump on two, just, you know, running shotguns. Uh, we're talking about everything right now is from the neck up. And I, this is why I wanted the, um, I, I wanted, it was originally Andre, but I'm like, wait, I, we, I get to have Ann on the podcast too? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I get I get one of those two for one specials. <laughs> yeah, and for the people listening to this, the audio and, and the video version of this, uh, apologies ahead of time. We had some technical difficulties. Their 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 time schedule is exceptionally valuable. So I was just trying to get them, um, just trying to get them on and and the audio right now. Audio, this is so much better. They can I can hear you guys, and you guys are very very articulate. Who are you playing with in Atlantic City? Me or Anna? Anna. Uh, I'm playing, uh, you, you don't know this girl, uh, her name is Alicia Young. Uh, she's a former Boys State University. Uh, she graduated 10 years ago and started playing beach a few years ago, but never like very serious in a tournament. So we just started playing uh, at the beginning of this summer. Like we just had four tournaments together. She's a big blocker, six two. I'm mm. a defender. So we we're just trying. We both retired ten years ago and didn't play since then. And uh, yeah, we just we just wanna get in a better shape. And I think we we are a really good team. <laughs> so we'll yeah. see how it's going. Yeah. And Andre, you said you're playing with Eric, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Good, tor good tournament. I, I was actually trying to find Rob McLean a partner because Rob McLean's going to be in Long, Long Beach, Long Island at the time. And he's a hybrid, right? He can, he can block front row or play full-time defense. Um, he's been, he took some time away from it, you know, to get his mental back. Um, but I've been training with him one, once or twice a week. Uh, um, well, coaching. I, don't, I mean, I, I, look, Andre, occasionally I jump in, but we, we both know I, I'm not playing. <laughs> My playing day, my, my playing days are done, but but I would I would love anyone looking for a partner for Rob man just hit him up you know so Jason um, you're not going to Wapaka? Um no I actually just left um um Wisconsin I was there for rest and relaxation but I also trained uh, two players who were playing in the beach tournament and. And AAUs, uh, not AAUs, but AVP Nexus here and the BCVAs are here. And I'm still a juniors coach on uh, privately, so I had to come back to coach juniors. Um, but I will be in Atlantic City. In fact, guys, we should hook up before this because I'm not just flying in the 23rd. Like the 23rd is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm flying in Monday morning, the 19th, from JFK, and I'm going straight to Central Park. So... So Anna, like if your juniors team, if you want, they want to get an hour and a half in, maybe some serve to space or whatever, we could do an early morning thing. I'm, I'm down. So, you know. Yeah, we want to be there from uh, 20th, from Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you going to be yeah. in Atlantic City, though? 
I guess just yeah. training or okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm staying. I'm look Monday and Tuesday. I'm gonna be in New York because I'm staying at the Tropicana Monday, but I'm I'm actually driving back and forth to New York Monday and Tuesday, uh, just because my friend Wendy Jones from the Optimist Journal, she's she's coming. And she's also going to play in a tournament, but she hasn't seen New York the way we have. So, so I, uh, Tuesday is a field trip. So, so, um, um, but Wednesday, I'd love to come through if you guys need an assistant. You know, I'm, I'm also bringing a bunch of Wilsons with me too. I'm bringing like 10 or 15 Wilsons. Um, yeah. So, so we were talking about um, coaching styles. Yeah. What? What uh, your your city college? Your team was fifteen and four before the pandemic. I thought they were that was one of their best seasons. Certainly, the, one of the best seasons I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, who were who were some of your stronger players and at what position? Uh, I had uh, Julio Miftari. He was uh, my opposite. He's uh, he used to play for youth Albania national team, um, and he was. Our best—he uh, was actually NCAA best scorer, uh, best in aces, and best in points. And we, as a team, were second time in a row best in aces in NCAA. Nice. Uh, yeah. Wow! Look at that championship yeah. tournament. You guys played Baruch. Yeah, I um. I really, really, I'm really, first of all, I'm really, really glad someone like you is in in the CUNY conference because we desperately, like CUNY has forced to hire like players who are fresh out of college to coach and they're not, Anna, they're not real coaches. Uh, yeah. Please, CUNY coaches listening to me, please, please don't take this personally. I'm not, I'm not trying to say something bad. I'm not trying to say that they don't know the game. I'm not trying to say that they don't know um, the X's and O's, you know, like the logistics and how to play the game. I'm talking about what we were talking about this entire podcast, Anna. We're talking about conquering demons from the neck up, not yeah. from the not from the neck down. And and between you and me, well, not between you and me because we're on the air, but I don't think a player who jumps into coaching is going to hurt someone's game. They're just levels to how much they can help. Do they help this much a little bit? Do they help that much a lot bit? You know, uh, and and I'm going to give you the floor in a minute, but I really, really like that someone like you is in the CUNY system. And I really, really like that someone like Kevin Edwards is in the CUNY system. Kevin, Kevin brings a, a a bevy of experience as an international player as well. Uh, and and he's really, really worked hard at this whole coaching thing. So I just wanted to get that out there. So, um, Thank you. So you guys play each other twice a year. How do you guys, you and Kev, do you, are you and Kevin's uh, team turning into a rival? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very drama. Uh, that year that we we finished actually second um, in the conference, a regular part of the season, and then we played Baruch in the semifinal and we got a bye. Uh, oh. It was a real drama game uh, between us. Yeah. Oh, um, oh my God. Yeah. I just yeah. want to I want to see some of the scores. Yeah, that is wow. That's crazy. Like all of the scores, only game four was close. 
like every yeah, other every other score was like skewed to the left or to the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had some bad calls. There is actually a referee. I would say he doesn't really like me. Oh, jeez. Is it Russell? Called, Is it Russell? Called, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I don't really know his name. Uh, uh, he's also Albanian guy. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he calls screening. Come on. He's deciding a point. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was uh, it was like thirteen twelve or something. Yeah. Uh, they were coming back. They were they were down like thirteen ten or something in the third. In the third. So they played. Them. Yeah. It was it was crazy, Jason. I I remember that point. It was like the whole crowd was like, "What the hell is going on?" It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah. It, was, it was the, the, the worst call I ever seen in my life. Oh like, no! But screening. Do you know how? But do you know? Can you appreciate how rare that call is in indoor volleyball? Can you guys appreciate how rare? Uh, look, most of the time the ref won't call it. Most of the time the ref will call the captain. The ref will call the captain up and say, "Hey, listen, yes. that guy's got to move. Yes. You know, I don't want to yes. take a point. You know, or, or that's just oh god." You yeah, didn't get it. Did you get a yellow card? Did you lose uh, your mind? Did you lose your I, mind? Uh, I did lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> the, the second ref was Russell, I think, and I and I, and I called Russell and I said he cannot do this, and he's like, I, I cannot. He was like, I cannot change his decision. Mm -hmm. After the game, uh, you know, international hour, international referee uh, Danny. Yeah. Uh, he was he was the line. And he approached me after the game and he said, listen, I, I'm, I'm resting Olympic game and I would never call that on that score ever. Or I would maybe warn the players, but I would never call it, you know. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And there was no screening at all because I, I watched the game after. So, man. Is there it any... Listen, it pisses you off because... There's nothing that you hate more than a referee. As a player and as a coach, there's nothing you hate more than a referee making it about himself. When yeah. I talk to Russell and Russell and I, Russell and I, we, all, we don't always agree on everything, but one, the one thing we agree on, Russell says, if nobody knows I'm up there, <laughs> I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah. they, they don't understand how much work we mm -hmm. put in there and how much these players deserve a fair play. And so much work. And, and gets then decided. One yeah. guy is going to decide something for them. No, just let them decide. They're on the court, not you. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I Look, I've refed a bunch of games, and I've seen some teams out. I've, I've actually seen some teams out of rotation, and sometimes I'll just call the captain. I'll be like, hey, you got to overlap. I don't want to take the point, but if if you stay that way, I'm gonna call it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So and but and don't get me wrong. I really think referees have a really hard job. I think it's a really hard job. But we are all human beings, and we make mistakes, and it's totally normal to change decision. I, I mean, I played pro 17 years on, on the highest FIVP level, mm -hmm. and I don't know how many times. It happened to us that the referees are changing decisions because they made a mistake, you know, and, and it's normal, you know. Uh, it's a really hard job, you know. No, it's... No. Look, it's... I can forgive mistakes. All right, look, referees make mis make mistakes. You 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 said it. You said it best, and I agree. Uh, I players look. Players make mistakes all the time. Coaches, we make them yeah. more. We make more. We make mis more mistakes than we care to admit. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I don't 
and I can forgive mistakes. I can even forgive ignorance. Like someone didn't know any better and you kind of, they kind of let me know something. I'm like, okay, cool. I actually get that. Hey, I just, I just learned something, you know? Yeah. Um, but what I can't forgive is willful ignorance. I can't forgive like, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm playing an urban game like New York urban and yeah. I'm front row. So I put a hand up There's a tight set. So I put a hand up to set. It's a 50, 50 ball. So it's the blockers, right? To touch the ball too. Right. So yeah. the referee thinks I'm back row. So he blows the whistle because both of us contacted at the same time. And the ref thinks he has to call one or two things, right? He has to call blocker set interference by the blocker or back row attack. So he calls back row attack on me, but I go to the ref. I tell him I'm front row. So what he yeah. does is he says, I reached over the net and out and out dueled the blocker and brought the ball back on my side. Now, now to me, that's, that's not admitting that you got it wrong. Just say, yes, just, dude, just say you're sorry. Just say you're sorry. Yeah. Call a replay. You know, just yeah. say you're sorry, dude. So um, that's that's the one thing I, I, I have a hard time forgiving with with certain refs, you know. Yeah. So yeah. so I had Adam Johnson on the podcast yesterday and we were talking about uh, bizarre yellow cards or bizarre red cards. Andre, let's start with you. What was the what was the most uh, mind boggling yellow card or red card you remember getting? I I don't I actually uh, Jason I don't think I, I I got too many yellow cards. Uh, for some reason I was uh, always kind of uh, shallow or I don't know uh, shy. <laughs> I, I I didn't really get in my career ever. Uh, get to fight with the referees for some reason too much. I don't know. Uh, and where are you from again, Andre? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, li I like to, you know, uh, concentrate those uh, negative feelings and put it into the game, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think sometimes it works pretty good for me. Uh, I'm a very emotional player, but I, I don't really show much of emotion. I try to, you know, Put it in, into the into my game, you know. Uh, work, the make emotions work for me like during the plays, you know, rather than yelling and talking to somebody, you know. Nah, of course. Uh, well, me. Look, me, my de my degree in college is theater performance. So if you see me having a conversation with a ref that looks dramatic, a lot of it is um, not rehearsed, but a lot of it is theater to motivate like my team. There was one time I got a yellow card from a ref and I walked up to the down ref and I told him and I was wagging my finger at him and pointing my finger at him. And But if you listen to the conversation, what I was saying to the ref, Andre, was I'm going to point my finger at you so this way my team looks like I'm standing up for us. Uh, I'm standing up for them. <laughs> and it's going to from a distance. So the whole time I'm pointing my finger and I'm talking with my hands and I'm waving my hands. And I said the whole time from a distance, it looks like I'm waving my hands and I'm upset at you, but I'm not. And these are the, the, the exact words coming out of my mouth. I'm not upset at you, but I want I want for theater purposes. I'm going to point my finger at you so it looks like my team looks to my team like I'm standing up for them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because if you saw me from a distance, they're like, oh, my God, he's giving the ref an earful. <laughs> and <he's laughs> Anna, your turn. Bizarre yellow card. Oh, I, I got yellow and red at the same 
same point. Um, <laughs> yeah, not as a coach, but I got it as a player. <laughs> so uh, I played uh, European Cup. Uh, this year I played for team in Vienna, and we were playing uh, top teams cup in Croatia. Uh, it was against uh, Romanian team, Croatian team, uh, Cyprus, and us. And the only first team goes to the next round. Um, and then we were winning, like we, we beat all the teams in the last match we are playing against Cyprus. And Cyprus had like a very, very like weak team. And I told my it's hand set, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so she would give me very tight sets, and I would usually, after the hit and, and the ball touched the floor, I would go under the net, you know, sometimes. Um, we, we, which wasn't really, uh, like, good because there are blockers from the other side and somebody could get hurt, you know. Yes. And I would, yes. each time I would apologize, you know, uh, I would land on their side and I would apologize to them uh, that I'm landing there and that my setter is setting me tight, you know. And then uh, it was 24-15 in the third uh, game, uh, and same tight set, last point in the game, and uh, I, I hit the ball, uh, I landed down, and uh, I apologized to the players again. Aww. And then there was a girl on the other team, excuse me for language, she, she said bullshit, you know. Uh, and and then I said, "What? What no. did you say?" <laughs> and I and I and I. This is like this is like the only time in my life that I went on the other side of the net. And I raised the net up. I get on the other side, and I'm like, "What did you say?" And then the referee, yeah, the referee gave me uh, yellow and red, and that was uh, actually the last point of the game, and we won the game. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. No. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, because nobody ever, like, call you names or really curse on you or, you know, I mean, players are usually very professional, you know, and if you apologize, everything is fine, you know. No, of course. Yeah, but, but when she said the words, I was going nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, uh, look, for coaches, coaching, I, I never got – um. A red, even though I deserved a bunch of reds. Like he, he who um gave me a yellow uh, on one of my um uh, when I at a Baruch game. Um, you guys know he who, right? Chinese guy. Um, so uh, yeah, he gives me a yellow, and I'm like, may I ask why? And he says misconduct. And I said misconduct. And I said, dude, why don't you draw a joker on that card and put it in your back pocket? I said that's misconduct. <laughs> that's what misconduct. I said that's what misconduct is. And I'm like, go ahead. I said, go ahead and give me a red. Go ahead and give me a red. See what happens. And the whole time he wouldn't give me the red. You know, it was just like. And that's probably why I think you didn't get a, a red card as a coach. Nobody, nobody wants Anna. Nobody wants you thinking about them when the match is over. <laughs> It's like, wait, let me just let me just get a yellow so so we can respect each other, and then at the end we could go about our business. <laughs> but uh, my uh, here's a bizarre yellow card, right? We're playing um, Stevens Tech or something, Baruch College, and there's a guy that's taking an incredibly a long long amount of time to serve, 
Now, for, for everybody listening on the audio and the video, thank you for joining us. Um, indoor volleyball. Okay, beach guys. Indoor volleyball, you have eight seconds to serve, right? This dude is like dribbling the ball a hundred times, right? And then, of course, after he dribbles the ball, he holds the ball in front of him, right? So as he's holding the ball in front of him, he's just staring at the ball. And then finally, after a long stare, he gets his high toss and he gets his jump serve, and now we're playing. So I started whispering. Um, when the ref blew the whistle to serve, I would whisper one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then the next, they, they won the point, and then the next play, the crowd behind me started doing it. One, like whispering, one, two and then the referee gave uh, my entire team a yellow card like an entire warning and and um i was just like so basically i'm getting a yellow for you guys not doing your job i mean because this i mean it was i just wish look i was a young coach back then i, I wish i kept my mouth shut a little bit more and you know because sometimes you, you you have to measure your players anna right like when you're playing doubles let's say you're playing doubles and then there's some chat across the net or you disagree with a referee's call you have to consider your partner and andre this is important for you too right do you have the or your partner that has your back where that, that that actually sparks them up a little bit or do you have a partner that's going to get ace the next play you know, so so, yeah. and that's that's something we have to uh, think about as coaches and, and players and this and that. So, so no no yellow cards for you, huh, Andre? I, I I'm pretty sure I <laughs> I got at least a couple. I mean I, uh, but I I really to be honest I don't really memorize uh, too much. Yeah. Uh, I always kind of like I. Didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really hate on the referee for some reason uh, when I was playing. You know. What do you? And sorry, go ahead. maybe I played with maybe I played with the partners who you know who took that role more than me. You know. <laughs> no, nah, no doubt. Actually, you guys are playing. You're playing with Zach this weekend, right? Threes. Yeah. Actually, I have some video. I'm gonna put up some video of Zach playing uh, with Bameso at Riverbank State Park. So, Zach is, for everybody watching this video, Zach is number 12, and he's setting. He, um, Riverbank State Park, for everybody listening, is this place where, you, like, Andre, you, we were talking about being, being mentally tough and, like, working on your mental game. Like, I was, or I came to Riverbank, the first time I came to Riverbank, I had already played professionally in, in Europe for two years. But as far as, like, being mentally tough, Monday and Wednesday night, people, listening to the audio version of this, Monday and Wednesday night, it was free. It was 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock, and it was fours. And everybody in the place was from Dominican Republic. Nobody, nobody spoke, um, not a lot of people, only a handful of people spoke English. And... And Andre and, and Anna, you'll both appreciate this. If you couldn't take care of first contact, they didn't care if you were tall. You didn't play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They'll tell you, go go bump the ball against the wall like 100 times or do something, you know, something like that. And it's, it's that old school virtue where they don't line a whole bunch of kids up against the wall and, oh, you're tall, you'll play this. You, you want to be an outside hitter, but no, just play libero. Outside hitter's never going to happen and this and that. And it's, it's where... It's actually where I got my mental toughness from, 
You know, I'm I'm this guy who's half black, half white. My Spanish is okay. You know, I'm I'm kind of new, so so I got a lot of respect for people. And Zach, that's where I met Zach. Um, Andre. Zach was 14 years old when I met him. He was a student at JFK High School, and his eyes were were as wide as tennis balls every time he saw volleyball. And and, and in many ways, it's still it's still wide. <laughs> so who who's your third? Uh, it's Orn. Uh, gosh, I used to, uh, I Zindrov. Okay. Oh, Ryan? Orin. Oh, Orin. You know, Orin, uh, he was, uh, he played pro also in Israel. He was a libero indoor. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, he started playing beach a few years ago. Uh, and then they have, uh, Ryan McGillie also on the team as a fourth. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Right. So, Andre? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to find the gas station here because I'm about to run out of gas. <laughs> it's all right. Well, I don't want you to run out of um, battery either, man. Um, so we, we can actually wrap up. I'd guys, I'd like to do this again. You know, and and if you guys are ever in California, we'll definitely do it in studio. But um, we definitely we left a lot on the table. But I think we let's um because you guys are are going to your tournament right now. And I'm and and by the way, thank you guys so um it's honor, duty, and privilege to have you guys on the on the podcast. For Anna, it's a long time coming. For Andre, um, I would say it's about time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um uh, before we go, um is there anywhere? anywhere like they want to know more about city college volleyball or know more about anna um is there a particular site you guys want to plug in uh jason i want to say something more about the postdoc tournament and, Please. and, and why their win was so great and amazing so uh andre's last win was 2012 when he won postdoc and he retired 2014 and uh, Eric uh, was playing this, uh, like here and there, uh, but last March uh, 2020, he had a brain surgery and he had a brain tumor. Um, so little over a year ago, he told me, Anna, I couldn't, I couldn't do one push-up a year ago after the surgery. And it was his biggest dream to win Town because he was in a four finals before that, and he finished second every single time. And his dad uh, was in a five finals, and he finished second for five times. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, on top of everything, also, Andre had some uh, blood pressure issues, so he's on a, on a blood pressure field. So they're both kind of like, it was a rough year for them. Uh, so after each game they would win, I would just tell to Eric's father, I'm so proud of them, you know. And I think we were so emotional after they, they, they won. The, I mean, it was amazing. It was like a miracle, you know. So there was... Wow. So there was a bigger... There was a journey that you guys took that was a lot bigger than the sport of volleyball. Um, yeah. that, that, that everybody from the outside looking in, that includes me. I'm way, I'm, I'm way from the outside looking in, Anna. I'm from California for Christ's sakes. Um, that, that, um, 
that it's a story that I'm glad you guys shared with me and I'm glad and it's a story that everybody can appreciate because I will tell you this everybody cheers for Eric Lucas um uh, Andre Beloff you are you are beloved um and uh, on your worst day you are respected you know um and on your best day you're of, you're of course loved um what blood pressure met are you you on Norvask what are you taking Avapro oh, I I don't remember off the head or okay. something uh the truck Trying different different ones. Yeah, no, I'm, nosy. I'm nosy. I worked in a medical field for 17 years. Uh, not on, uh, to be honest, well, so far we, I don't think we really found the one that uh, works uh, best because I, I don't think that they do any, any, they make any changes to me. It's like I, I have a, it's genetics for me. My my dad has the same thing. Um, so my blood pressure is just elevated. I'm I'm like totally healthy. I did my like complete body, you know, the physical examination, everything is like my blood, everything is, uh, everything good, but just uh, the blood pressure is elevated for some reason. His right. normal one is 165 and 115. Good, and, uh, good Lord. Still, yeah, we're still, I mean, the doctor starts trying to find the medications going to work. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, um, Andre, do you have a lot of garlic in your life? Oh, yeah, I eat a lot of garlic. Good, because that helps yeah. you. That helps lower blood pressure. Um, me, look, I'm. I, I, first of all, I've already given up on good pizza. All right, I'm in California, but I find a pizza joint. I have to bring my garlic with me. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. It's like I ask a pizza joint out here if they have garlic powder, and they look at me like I ask them if um, you know, if I have if they deliver wine. I'm like, no, <laughs> I just want garlic, you know. But so, garlic powder helps helps lower lower your blood pressure. It's also very it's it's so, put it on put it on any food you can. Okay, um, your body will thank you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So guys, so before we go, um, Andre, is there a particular? Uh, do you have a um, an Instagram handle? that you can plug before before you get out of here uh i i, I do have an instagram but i i haven't i haven't been opening it since probably 10 years ago right <laughs> i don't know i no, i don't i don't really use instagram and anna and anna to reach out to you is it just uh, ccnyathletics.com uh so yeah uh or we have also uh instagram account ccny volleyball very good good freaking european couples man y'all are so private <laughs> so, <laughs> my email is none of your business <laughs> so guys i will um andre now that i got your number you got you live in connecticut i guess right um I will reach definitely reach out to you before Atlantic City because I'm actually coming out early. I'm not I'm not one of those guys that are flying in and flying out. So, um, and for listen for every we're gonna wrap up now. But for for everybody listening to the podcast, for everybody at home, everyone on their iPads, their iPhones, uh, their Droids, um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys on the show. And please, please, I look forward to having having you guys come back some some form of video version. And of course, you guys come to California. We'll make this happen live. Okay. Thanks, cool. Jason. We really enjoyed. Cool, Jason. Thanks for talking to you. All right. Okay. For everybody at home, for Andre Beloff and for and for Anna, his bodyguard, his hit woman for hire. So long. Love you to pieces. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Bye. bye. 
Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.